You are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Jonna, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and of course where they are now. So what up, what up, what up y'all? I hope everybody's been having a fantastic day and a phenomenal week so far. Uh, First things first, um, I do want to acknowledge and um, actually dedicate this episode to the family, the Muslim family in London, Ontario, who was brutally um, murdered in a very horrible act of terrorism um, a few days ago. Um, not Well, actually, yeah, we are pre-recording this episode, and by the time it gets broadcasted, I just want to say here at TKO and here uh, with our entire family at CFRU 93.3 FM, we, re- we remember uh, this beautiful family and uh, we pay tribute to this family. Uh, our deepest condolences to the family who was brutally uh, murdered in, in London, Ontario. And um, one of the biggest things that we want to do here on, on TKO is to spread more love and peace in the world. And it's just unbelievable that we're still seeing such horrible acts um, across the world. And in such, like, it it feels like it's happening in our backyard almost. Like, we're located in Guelph, Ontario, and this happened in London, Ontario. And it's just horrible, a horrible act. And we need to take action to make everyone understand that we are not different from each other um that we need to celebrate each other's diversity and that every person is beautiful the the way they express themselves and the way they are um and just because someone's um uh religion is different from ours does not mean that we have to um do such horrible acts and it makes no sense whatsoever and so, once again, our deepest, deepest condolences to uh, everyone affected by the horrible tragedy in London, Ontario. And uh, we are thinking of you. You are in our thoughts and prayers. Rest in peace. So, yes, uh, I'd like to uh, dedicate this episode um, to actually the nine-year-old boy from the family who's the lone survivor of this horrible tragedy. Um, I hope... Um, we, we have you, we, uh, we got your back and, um, I know how horrible it is right now that you lost your whole family. Um, but we are here. Everybody's here for you. Think of us as your family. So rest in peace to everyone, uh, to, to the, um, family in, in London, Ontario, who was impacted, by this horrible tragedy and yeah so you are definitely in our hearts and our thoughts all right so with that in mind um yeah this episode i like to uh talk about some of the things uh some of the awesome things and some of the exciting things that are currently happening in the world of combat sports so 
Um, actually, let me just say, um, you know, one of the things uh, I, I want to elaborate on the thing that I said, you know, here on TKO, we want to spread love and peace. So um, I just want to keep the keep this as short as possible. However, I think it's very important to talk about and explain a little bit. So uh, when I said that, so definitely, you know, one of the things that, um, you know, what one of the main purposes of just professional sports is for entertainment, right? And I think one of the other main aspects of it is to promote love, support, and sportsmanship. And uh, it is through all these aspects, you know, the the linking of all these aspects that we have, like, really genuine sports. And, uh, you know, that that's why everybody loves sports, because it's not only just entertainment. It doesn't only give you entertainment, but it's also those external aspects of it that gives you hope and you know when somebody's going through a tough time for example in a game you know and the fact that they're working so hard to win a game just trying to overcome obstacles in that time period of a game that they have you know that definitely provides a lot of hope for everybody watching it especially for the fans and uh uh, even if um, two teams or two individuals are competing against each other, you know, at the end of the day, it's all love and support for each other. They shake hands, they hug each other. And, uh, you know, they showed that, you know, despite all that competition that was ongoing, there's still that sportsmanship aspect of it. And there's still so much respect uh, between the two parties. And for that reason, you know, I, I like to think of... Um, us talking about all the good things about sports i want to think of it as something that is um helpful to you know something that makes people have a better day you know us talking about all the ups and downs of sports and how it can give us hope and how it can help us become better people even though we might not be necessarily like actual athletes or if we're just fans watching those sports i feel like it's very important to talk about all right anyway so talk about all that um a lot has been happening a lot of good and interesting things have been happening in the world of combat sports so first of all let's talk about the big event that already took place this past sunday night i should say yeah so Logan Paul versus Floyd Money Mayweather, the biggest celebrity boxing match that has taken place to date. So that happened over Sunday night, and it was very interesting. But I have to say, this whole fight card was actually pretty exciting to watch. And I thought, personally, I thought it was all going to be exhibition fights between various celebrities just fighting each other, boxing each other. But no, it was actually a very entertaining um, fight card. So starting off the main card, we had former NFL player, one of my all-time favorites, Chad Johnson, a.k.a. Ocho Cinco, the wide receiver who doesn't obviously play anymore in the NFL. But he was actually boxing this past Sunday night and he looks so, so, so darn good that it made me wonder how long has Ocho Cinco truly been boxing? Because it looked like he had been doing that for at least like a good five years or so. And honestly, we don't really know that. And uh, one thing we do know is that Ocho Cinco 
Um, he just loves sports and he's essentially obsessed with sports. So um, obviously he's been training uh, uh, in the off season times. And even though he's been reti- retired from the sport of football, obviously hasn't put off fitness and working out. And I mean, who knows, like just because he wasn't really posting about it on social media, didn't really notify the fans about him like training boxing uh, during his off time didn't mean that he wasn't necessarily doing it, obviously. And I say that because he just looks so good. Um, and it was hard to believe that he he had only started boxing, learning how to box just for this fight that he had this past Sunday night. So, yes, bottom line, he looked very, very good inside the ring. And um, his fight was actually a four-round exhibition fight. And um, I, at first, was uh, questioning his strategy uh, in the game because he, from the very first round to the very last second of the last round, the fourth round, Ojo was out there, you know, just coming out guns blazing with his shots, with his power shots, and he would just... Going out there full-on intensity, uh, he was actually treating it as a legitimate football match in that he was going like 0-100 to 100 all the time. Like there was no in-between from how I saw it. And I know that a lot of people wouldn't disagree with me because um, everybody just loved that fight that Ocho Cinco had. And even though in the in the last round he was even knocked down because he was just going out there just full on power. He wanted to put everything that he had on show for the fans. And, you know, well, obviously, like you might get caught with something in between all that. And he indeed did. However, what was very impressive was that he was able to survive through it and last the full four rounds he did really well. I was so proud of him. Uh, and uh, I would love to see Ocho Senko in another boxing match, in another boxing fight. Hopefully this time in an actual, like a professional boxing fight, not just an exhibition fight. And I feel like it was a good warm up for him, a good, a, 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 in literal terms, a good exhibition for him because now we know what he's capable of inside the boxing ring. So not only is he a phenomenal wide receiver in football, but he's also, it turns out, he's also a very good boxer inside the boxing ring. So shout out to Ocho Senko, and we all look forward to see, seeing him again inside the ring. But now let's briefly talk about the main event of the evening, Logan Paul versus Floyd Money Mayweather. So, okay, very interesting fight. Um, so at first we were all so excited, right? And we're like, oh, what's going to happen? Like we all had thoughts about uh, Logan Paul coming out there using all of his physical advantages um for his own advantage right um uh, and coming out putting out more power shots to potentially knock out floyd mayweather and for floyd to be more be the more technical guy in this case and try to outbox logan paul and win the fight that way and also just a clarification so because this was an exhibition fight so first of all no judges were sitting ringside and the only way that this fight could have 
um, been a definitive, have had a definitive outcome, should I say, uh, in those terms, is that somebody uh, would have been knocked out. In that case, we'd be like, oh yeah, like that definitive winner of the spout was either guy, right? But if nobody knocked the other person out, um, it would have just been automatically declared a draw. And the, I guess it was like an open-ended fight, right? Because the fans would have decided who would have won and yeah, just kind of like scored it in their own terms. And the fight indeed went the full distance between Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather. Uh, however, I have to give you my take on it. Um, it felt like... When you were watching the fight, it felt like both guys were just, you know, just saw each other from across the gym, just said hi to each other, put on a couple of uh, boxing gloves and just went at it just as if they were sparring, like just another day in the gym kind of day. Um, They were just there, um, just trading shots. They weren't 100 percent. uh, 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 impactful shots if that makes sense and I say that because there were so many instances that I thought for example Logan Paul could have unloaded his shots in a more powerful way but it felt like it definitely felt like and looked like that he was holding back some of his power and the same thing went for Floyd uh, he could have thrown his shots with more power it just felt like they were touching like um and that they were throwing shots and the shots were being absorbed but just to the extent that um they were going to like hit hit for a certain spot and not necessarily go go in to damage that certain spot in their opponent's body if that makes sense so it was a dynamic fight um but it felt like something was just holding both guys back And I'm not a conspiracy theorist. However, something tells me that verbally prior to the fight, behind the scenes, behind closed doors, something might have been agreed upon that nobody should have knocked the other person out or gone for full-on power in this fight. Because as someone who's watched so 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 many boxing bouts not just boxing bouts but also like so many different types of combat sports bouts you just can tell like it's second nature to you as a fan whether or not somebody's being playing it cautious and they're holding back or if they're going full-on power and it definitely fell here that neither guy was putting putting his 100 out there okay so that was a little bit unfortunate, but hey, we got what we wanted, and it, it did not disappoint. It, it, it could have gone better, but it wasn't a bad fight. So yeah, it, the fight went the full distance. Nobody was the official winner of this fight. Logan Paul, he kind of felt like he won this fight. Floyd Mayweather kind of thought he won this fight. But it seems like from from how amicable both guys were after the fight, it feels like we might potentially see a rematch. Not sure if I'm in favor of that, um, especially if it's going to be another exhibition fight. But Floyd Mayweather actually came out in the in the post fight press conference saying that he's not interested in getting back into the real sport of boxing, meaning that we might see him a couple more times doing exhibition fights just for the sake of entertainment and money. 
but we're not going to be seeing him in a in like a fight against the Canelo Al- Alvarez's of boxing or uh, the Billy Joe Saunders is uh, of boxing, you know. So that that makes sense considering his uh, experience to date and all the accomplishments that he's had to date. That makes sense. Um, I feel like he shouldn't really risk his legacy for actual fights at this point of his career either. However, I feel like he could do better with uh, even opponents for for more exhibition fights. So yeah, it was cool this fight against Logan Paul, but I I wouldn't watch a rematch between the two unless it's like i don't know if if jake paul calls out me whether like yeah sure like even for all the trash talk and everything and also because jake paul is a way better boxer than his brother logan paul is yeah i would actually watch that fight even though i i would kind of suspect how the outcome would be for that fight Still, regardless, um, yeah, I still wouldn't recommend a rematch between Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather. But overall, it was an okay fight. It wasn't perfect, but it, yeah, it, 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 it satisfied the needs <laughs> of entertainment and all that. But yeah, the, I would say the highlight of that whole card, for me at least, was that Ocho Cinco fight. But it was good. It was good. Yeah, anyway. So now let's talk about some real fight talk, okay? And what do I mean by that? Of course, I'm talking about UFC 263, which is almost upon us. It's coming up this upcoming Saturday, June 12th. Um, Oh, dear. Okay, it is happening in Glendale. And I'm so excited for this fight because the main event is going to be for the middleweight championship uh, belt. So the current champion, this, um, I forget <laughs> this nickname, Israel Adesanya, the last stylebender. How could I possibly forget that? It was like airbender? Who was it? <laughs> anyway, so Israel Adesanya is going to be defending his belt once again. And this time against a former opponent. And y- who could it be, you, you ask? Well, uh, who better than Marvin Vittori? The Italian dream, Marvin Vittori. So this uh, is going to be an interesting fight because um, Israel Adesanya and Marvin Vittori have faced each other once before. Before Israel Adesanya um, was the champion, obviously. And this fight, the first fight was in 2018. And... um, in my opinion, I've watched this fight, this first fight, and it wasn't... So the fight, the outcome of this fight was that it was uh, announced a split, uh, excuse me, a split decision win for Israel Adesanya, meaning that one of the judges gave the fight to uh, Marvin Vittori. And in my opinion, um, after I went back and scored this fight uh, with my own judgment, I actually would not give any rounds to Marvin Vittori. However, because um, ever since that fight, Israel Adesanya has gone on a wonderful and unbelievable win streak for most part and became the champion at at the middleweight division and for Marvin Vittori to uh, 
uh, become more successful in this weight division as well and to um, have so many other wins uh, under his belt ever since that loss that he had against Israel Adesanya. Now, this fight, it makes sense at least to make things fair for Marvin Vittori. You know, who knows, maybe... Um, he will he will have a better performance this time around against Izzy, but the real question is first of all, how good has Marvin Vittori become since that first fight against Adesanya? So yeah, sure. Just looking at uh, his uh, most recent opponents, you know, he had a very um, impressive performance against Kevin Holland. He won a unanimous decision. Uh, fight against Kevin Holland and the same um, uh, the same uh, manner of win against Jack Hermanson and he's gotten better okay but is it enough to beat the unorthodox and creative way of fighting that Israel Adesanya usually puts on in every single fight that that makes me question uh, everything, right? About about what what the true chances of Marvin Vittori are in actually winning this fight. And I'm not trying to be biased in this fight. I will try my best uh, to to just watch this fight and keep an open mind in case uh, Marvin Vittori comes out with an incredibly improved game plan against Israel Adesanya. I mean, who wouldn't love that? Who wouldn't love a close fight? Who wouldn't love both guys putting on their absolute best performance? But there's a reason why Israel Adesanya. So this is like a very, um, maybe not the best uh, reason for me saying this, but Okay, this is really dumb. Anyway, but Israel Adesanya, he, he's on the cover of the UFC 4 PlayStation game, right? I feel like the UFC doesn't just randomly put any fighter on the cover of their video game. And you're like, Janon, that's the worst like reason to say that Israel Adesanya is the best fighter right now, at least in the middleweight division, like in the middleweight roster at the UFC. And I understand, but, but, hear me out, um... That is one of the like the most minor reasons that <laughs> Israel Adesanya is the best middleweight right now. But, you know, I just wanted to say that because Israel Adesanya, um, he's just so unpredictable in his fights. Um, and that is one of the main reasons why he's been able to uh, completely go through and dominate over his past middleweight opponents. People people who were so scary in this middleweight division, people like Paulo Costa, people like Yoel Romero, the former champion Robert Whitaker, the former title challenger Kelvin Gastelum, the former, well, the, the still legend, middleweight legend in the UFC, Anderson Silva. Good gracious, these opponents are no easy uh people to overcome yet Israel Adesanya he uh won won these fights against these people in such dominating manner whether it was KO against the former champion Robert Whitaker whether it was um doing a tactical knockout on Paulo Costa who is just so intimidating in this division he throws deadly uh, combination of 
striking shots. He is no easy opponent. Even Yoel Romero, he is one of the toughest guys to fight in the middleweight division um, because of his uh, uh, just un- unearthly wrestling skills and how explosive he is in his fights. Yet, Israel Adesanya was able to win through him with a unanimous decision. And it's just unbelievable. The the whole list of people that he's fought recently and has won against. Um, that is one of the main reasons why I see this fight as a big, um, as a as a very risky fight actually for Marvin Vittori. However, um, I don't I don't say no to this fight. I I think it's just, I still it's a very good fight to make. It's a fair fight to make because after all. Who knows? The MMA math doesn't always work out. And um, when people keep getting and better, keep getting, okay, let me rephrase, keep getting better and better in the MMA game, it's no joke because for you to uh, evolve as a fighter, you have to undergo so much pressure and so much stress. And that is that is definitely not an easy task and I feel like for Marvin Vittori because we are seeing some major improvements in his game uh, game plan and the way that he tends to fight as a recent I feel like you know who knows maybe he even from his most recent fight to this fight that he's going to be having against Israel Adesanya maybe he he's even had a a greater improvement in in the in the meanwhile, right? We can't really tell unless we see both guys inside the octagon on fight night. But regardless, I feel like he needs to watch out big time for Izzy because Israel Sanya is the type of guy who well, you would think that he's doing this one thing, but um, in reality, he's actually distracting you with that one thing so that he can do the other thing that you weren't even expecting. And that's how he tends to win his fights, through being so unpredictable, through his masterful ways of um, just, like I said, like I can't really find a word for it, but like distracting you in the best possible way so that I can throw that, that shot from this weird angle and then the next thing you know, you just cold on the canvas. And yeah. So also another thing that I have to point out is the great fighting IQ of Israel Adesanya. So um, even if you're Goliath fighting Israel Adesanya, he knows how to dismantle you. Um, he will know how to slow you down. Uh, for example, talking about his recent fight against Paulo Costa, who was such a bulky and muscular uh, opponent, how Israel Adesanya uh, kind of slowed him down was that he would throw repeated leg shots to to his calf, right? And that slowed Paulo Costa so much he couldn't even proceed forward. He couldn't charge forward. And what that led to was Israel Adesanya, you know, just slowing him down and then taking a very nice opening to go for headshots and ultimately doing a TKO on him. Right. So kill the body so that he can, so the head can ultimately go. That's the saying in combat sports. And uh, because he saw that if he were to actually just uh, exchange hands with uh, Paul Costa, who had such, who, who was so much bulkier, he had so much uh, muscle and power in him. Um, it would, it would have not, it would not have been the 
smartest thing to do. So that's what he did to dismantle him first and then going for a TKO. So I think regardless of, um, you know, how... Um, how things will play out on on fight nights uh, against Marvin Vittori and Israel Adesanya. I feel like Israel Adesanya will still find a way to at least try to keep uh, Marvin on the outside, not to try to get him close because Marvin Vittori, one of his biggest fortes is his striking and Israel needs to keep him on the outside and I know he has just the right tools to, to do that. I cannot tell you what's going to happen because that's one of like that's his magic. He will he will do it on fight night and the in the way that nobody would predict it. That's his thing. He'll do it. I just know that he is able to get it done. And so I I I don't always give out Definitive predictions for fights. However, today I would like to tell you that Israel Adesanya, this is going to be just another day for him inside the octagon, and he has this fight in his back pocket. I'm sorry, I'm not a biased person. I love Israel Adesanya, but I'm also a fair commentator. I'm telling you guys, Israel Adesanya, he's just on a different level, and he got this fight. But regardless, you should watch this whole fight card, UFC 263. Unfortunately, we didn't have time to talk about some of the other awesome fights that are happening on this card. But definitely make sure that you start watching this fight from the first fight on the main card because it is going to be lit, okay? But unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to be having for this week. Make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with previous episodes. And until next time, it's your girl, Janan, right here. And this is TKO. Peace out.